Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Pentecost Sunday, May the 28th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And today is the day of the great birthday in which we all celebrate. It is the beginning of the church. And in Acts of the Apostles, written by St. Luke, uh, we see the working of the Holy Spirit, the promise that Jesus had made to the disciples and to all of us, that he would not leave us orphans, but would send the Holy Spirit. And out of those who were there, the apostles and the Blessed Mother, uh, the Holy Spirit descends. And if you have access to the Sunday readings, in addition to Acts, there's also St. Paul's uh, beautiful letter, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and also the Gospel of St. John. Uh, in those particular readings, we see many of the Pentecost themes coming together. But in Acts of the Apostles, we see the beginning of the church, and there are three elements that are highlighted in the Acts of the Apostles that extend all the way back to the beginning of the first of the book of Genesis, the first book in the Bible, down to the Ascension and to today, the Pentecost. Wind, fire, and unity. The disciples, as we mentioned yesterday, are present in Jerusalem for the Jewish feast of Pentecost, which today is uh, elevated into the Christian Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the beginning of the church, the body of Christ on earth, of which we are all members, each and every one of us through our baptism, and confirmed in the sacrament of confirmation, where we are strengthened to go forth and to preach, to witness, and to live the great Easter message that Jesus Christ is not to be found among the dead, but he is alive, resurrected, and now sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven and has sent us the Holy Spirit. And while the apostles are there in that room, uh, resting up from their participation in the Jewish Pentecost, and we talked about that yesterday. Um, there is, into the room, comes a mighty wind, a mighty wind. And that brings us back to the book of Genesis, doesn't it? When the Father uh, creates the earth, but it's formless and void, and uh, it has no structure. It's just a formless uh, entity that's there. And a mighty wind, a mighty wind comes and begins the process of creation itself, giving it form and structure, and begins to unfold in the Father calling forth the great gifts of creation, beginning with light, God said, let there be light. Light is the beginning of life. 
don't have life without light. And uh, culminating, uh, reaching its apex in the creation of the human person who carries the very life breath. Once again, that life breath, the breathing of God, the coming of the Holy Spirit uh, over the formless void, and that very life breath is breathed into the nostrils of Adam. And that figure, that clay figure, becomes alive. And the earth is populated. But it's incomplete until God creates the human person. In other words, creates each and every one of us. And so that wind is once again present, and it's forming a new people, the new covenant in Jesus Christ, that, that Holy Spirit that took that formless void is once again present in Pentecost, and that mighty wind opens the doors to the new covenant, the new way of living God's holy word and will in the church in each and every one of us. The tongues of fire. The tongues of fire remind us in the book of Exodus when Moses sees the burning bush. But it's a bush that's not consumed. It's not consumed. It's not destroyed. It is the very presence of God. And the Holy Spirit comes and tongues of fire rest upon the Blessed Mother and the Apostles. And that same fire, same fire, is placed within each and every one of us. And it's meant to grow and to develop. It doesn't consume. It transforms. We know that fire has a way of transforming. We heat all kinds of things in order to make it edible, for example. You put something on the stove. You let it, quote-unquote, thaw out. Or we begin to let the particular food reach a level of heat so that it's edible and good and nourishing. Same thing with the tongues of fire in the spiritual dimension. We are called to be alive, not consumed, but transformed, that we are to go forth, go forth in the fire of the Holy Spirit to live our faith each day from the rising of the sun to the setting and through the night under the careful and loving protection of God's providential care for us. And each day we are to live with that Holy Spirit fire, that we are on fire for Christ. And in our thoughts, our words, our actions, and our daily life, that mighty wind that formed us into this new people is this fire, this zeal and zest for going forth and living our faith faithfully and firmly in love each and every day. And there is the dramatic scene in Acts of the Apostles when the apostles now go forth. They, they, they go through the, through the doors that the Holy Spirit has opened. The mighty wind comes in and the doors are, are burst open. 
and they go forth. They don't stay in the upper room. We don't stay in the church. We don't stay inside that building. We go forth. Every mass ends with a dismissal. Go forth. Take what you have received in the sacrament of the body and blood of Christ, in the Holy Scriptures. Go forth and set the world on fire in that part of the world that you touch. You are called to help sanctify the world in that part that you touch, and only you, because God has called you to be there and to be the person that you are and to bring Christ to others. Go forth. Go forth every day with tongues of fire formed in the Holy Spirit, preaching Christ and him crucified. And while they are preaching and talking about what has happened, everyone is filled with amazement. And the people begin to say, are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? They speak uh, in, in, in that language. Yet each of us hears what they're saying in our native tongues, Parthesians and Medes and Elamites, uh, people who live in Macedonia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus, provinces of Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, regions of Libya around Cyrene, even from Rome, all Jews who have come over to Judaism. There are Cretans and Arabs too, yet each hears them speaking in his own tongue about the marvels God has accomplished. There is a diversity, as we talk about so much today, but we don't talk much about is unity, oneness. Because if all we have is diversity, we do not have unity. We often have division and strife, as we see today. We talk about all the diversity, all the pluralism, all the differences. But where's the oneness? The oneness is in the Holy Spirit. The oneness is in Christ, to the glory of the Father. When we lose sight of that, we lose that unity. St. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, he says there are many gifts, gifts differing, but the same Spirit. Different ministries, but the same Lord Jesus. All different works that come from God the Father who accomplishes all of them in every one. To each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, for the common good, not our personal good. We have been gifted, but that gift that we receive is a gift that we ought to give to the glory of God. Paul uses his favorite analogy of the body he says the body have many parts, many members, doing various things, but there is one body. And so it is with Christ. It was in the spirit that all of us, Jew or Gentile, slave or free, were baptized into one body. And we have been given to drink of the one Holy Spirit. That's so important. It's so important. 
not only for the church, but for our society and our world. The diversity, the differences, show the tremendous creative love of God, but always bound in the unity of the Holy Spirit. And that magnificent scene right after the resurrection on that Easter night, that first Easter night, Jesus comes to them. The first things he says to them, the apostles, peace be with you. And he says it again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And he breathes on them the Holy Spirit and tells them, that their sins are forgiven. If they refuse that, then they are bound. But it is the Holy Spirit again, present. Wind, fire, unity, Holy Spirit. And the result, peace. The result is God's peace, the true lasting peace that the world can never give and can never take away. We can give it away, we can refuse it, we can turn away, but that's not on God, that's on us. So today is a magnificent day. It's a great day. It's a day of joy and celebration. Above all, it is lifting our whole being in gratitude to God. That God has sent the Holy Spirit that wind of the new creation has set upon each and every one of us the fire of his presence and his love in the Holy Spirit. And that peace that Christ gives, that peace that comes only from our Lord, who is peace itself. So let us today, and every day that the Lord gives us, let us play our part. Let us be those witnesses on fire with the love of Christ in that part of the world we touch. Let us bring Christ's gift of resurrected peace in that world that we touch. That today is a new day, a new beginning, a new time in history. Let us do our part. Let us witness for Christ and celebrate God's abiding, loving presence in each and every one of us. God bless you.